This is Mark Halleck, and welcome to the Leading Church Revitalization Podcast. This podcast is designed to encourage and equip you for the work of leading church revitalization in your context. I really hope and pray you will be helped and you'll be encouraged and you might even be a little bit inspired in our time together. Because here's the truth, there's a lot of churches people have given up on that God is just not done with. So thanks for coming by and let's link arms together to replant and revitalize churches for the glory of God and for our joy in Him. When you stop and think about people you have known or read about who lived by radical faith in the Lord, who comes to your mind? What are some of the ways these individuals sought to walk by faith and not by sight day in and day out? In the same way, can you think of specific Christian leaders you have known or read about who led others by radical faith? What did this faith look like in their leadership over the years? Leading with faith is a critical component in shepherding a church that is declining or dying. Hebrews 11, which is often called the faith chapter, shows us some of the godliest people in the scriptures, all of whom lived and led by radical faith in the Lord. Noah, Moses, Abraham, Jacob, David, Samuel, and the prophets of the Old Testament, among others, trusted God in a way that the world would have seen as absolutely foolish. These individuals had radical faith. They believed God, and God showed his faithfulness to them. Today, we as revitalizers can learn a lot from these men and women. They not only show us what it means to live by faith, but also what it means to lead with faith. Hebrews 11 verse 6 tells us that it is impossible to please God or to live the life that God has made us to live apart from a sold-out faith In him, we read this, and without faith, it is impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. God is faithful to us and he calls us to believe him, to trust him and to live by faith in all that he is. This is true in our personal lives, but it's also true in our leadership as revitalizers and replanters. So what exactly is biblical faith? Well, there are many different thoughts and ideas on what it actually means to have faith, but we aren't interested in just anyone's thoughts and ideas on this topic. We are interested in the truth. This is why we need to know God's thoughts and ideas on faith, what it is and what it isn't, according to the Bible. When we go to the scriptures, we see that biblical faith is trusting that God, with all his attributes and all of his actions, is who he says he is, did what he said he did, and will do what he says he will do in accordance with his word. We can understand biblical faith in the form of a simple equation. I would put it this way. Biblical faith equals belief plus action. Biblical faith is not just belief. It is not simply acknowledging that God is who he says he is, and will do what he says he will do. Biblical faith involves moving forward, acting on our beliefs 
with radical trust and dependence on our God who is faithful to keep his promises. It is trusting the Lord and moving forward with assurance and conviction. When we walk by faith in ministry, we bank on God's steadfast love and faithfulness in both our own lives and in the lives of our churches. Again, Hebrews 11.1, it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. In accordance with Hebrews 11.1, biblical faith leads us as revitalizers to move forward humbly, yet confidently believing that God is not done with dying churches. God is sovereign over all things past, present, and future, and he loves to display his strength in weakness. God loves to do the impossible, like breathing new life and vitality into a church that most people have given up on. In faith, we move forward with assurance and conviction, trusting that God is in control. After all, this is his church. It's not ours. He loves his church far more than you or I ever could. He died for it. While assuredly we need faith in every area of Christian ministry, it is absolutely imperative that pastors walk by faith and lead with faith in church revitalization. We as revitalizers are walking into church situations in which many will tell you, you're crazy, there is no hope in this. Why would you give your life to this dying church? Why would you go there and and waste all your time and energy with folks who may never want to change? Take heart. Put your faith in God. This is what A.W. Tozer talks about when he says this. Remember that faith is not a noble quality found only in superior men. It is not a virtue attainable by a limited few. It is not the ability to persuade ourselves that black is white or that something we desire will come to pass if we only wish hard enough. Faith is simply the bringing of our minds into accord with the truth. It is adjusting our expectations to the promises of God in complete assurance that the God of the whole earth cannot lie. Man looks at a mountain and affirms that is a mountain. There is no particular virtue in the affirmation. It is simply accepting the fact that stands before him and bringing his belief into accord with the fact. The man does not create the mountain by believing, nor could he annihilate it by denying. And so with the truth of God, the believing man accepts a promise of God as a fact as solid as a mountain and vastly more enduring. His faith changes nothing except his own personal relation to the word of promise. God's word is true, whether we believe it or not. Human unbelief cannot alter the character of God. Tozer continues, faith is subjective, but it is only sound when it corresponds with objective reality. The man's faith in the mountain is valid only because the mountain is there. Otherwise, it would be mere imagination and would need to be sharply corrected to rescue the man from harmful delusion. So God is what he is in himself. He does not become what we believe. I am that I am. We are on safe ground only when we know what kind of God he is and adjust our entire being to the holy concept. Here then is how we should respond. 
Why would I go into a dying church and seek to lead it back to health and vitality? Why? Because I believe in a God who is faithful and true. I believe in a God who redeems broken things for his glory. And I'm going to bank my life and ministry on that very truth as it pertains to his church. What drives us in revitalization? It's our faith. We believe. We believe that God can do what he says he will do. We know that he can bring dying churches back to life for his glory. More than that, we believe he wants to. He can breathe new life into the hearts of saints who are tired and weary and downcast while instilling within them a fresh, vibrant passion for Christ and the gospel. God is looking for faith-filled leaders. Let me say that again. God is looking for faith-filled leaders, leaders who have faith not in their own ability, but in his ability to bring dying churches back to life. Well, it's one thing to understand what faith is. It's another to actually put that faith into practice as pastors and leaders. So what exactly does it look like? What does it look like to lead with faith as a pastor of a declining church in need of new life? Well, we're going to look at three of these today, and then we're going to pick it up next week and look at several more. But let's begin with number one. What does faith look like? Faith looks like leading people into a future that only God can accomplish. What do we see with the great heroes of the faith, like Abraham, who trusted God with the life of his son Isaac? Or Moses, who led the Israelites across the Red Sea on a journey in which they did not know where they were going. We see men and women willing to follow the Lord step by step as he leads them right where he wants them to go. We see leaders willing to trust him with radical faith to the very places he wants them to be. In revitalization, this is often what we find ourselves doing. We walk by faith, one step at a time leading people into a future that is not always crystal clear. Often we must lead people in a direction that we ourselves have never been before. It can be scary and it can feel uncertain. And yet we walk by faith. We walk by faith, trusting in the God who holds the future in his hands. Number two, faith looks like following God's vision, not people's opinions. As revitalizers, it is tempting to allow the voices of others to influence us, whether those voices be from inside or outside the congregation. This is not necessarily a bad thing, but it can be. It all hinges on what voices you are listening to and whether or not those voices align with the voice of God. Many pastors in our day, either knowingly or unknowingly, tend to give more weight to people's opinions than they do to God's. This shouldn't be. When we look at scripture, it doesn't take long to see how the godliest men and women cared about hearing and obeying the voice of God above all other voices. They wanted God's will. They wanted God's vision. They wanted God's direction. Here's the question. Are we seeking after the same things? This happens as we stay on our faces, on our knees, in humility, begging the Lord daily to lead us where he wants to take us. We must say to him from the heart, oh God, help us take the next step by faith. 
We want to do your will. We want to follow your vision. We want to follow your desires. We want to be in line with your purposes for our church. Number three, faith looks like dreaming and leading in a way that is dangerous. Here's what I mean. Too often in the church, pastors play it far too safe. We can get comfortable and stop living by faith. My guess is that it hasn't always been this way for most of us in ministry. There was a time when we had big faith and big dreams of doing incredible things for God and His glory. There was a time when we were willing to do whatever God called us to do, to go wherever He called us to go, no matter how crazy it seemed to those around us. But sadly, many of us have long forgotten what ministering from that place of radical faith is like. We need to be honest about this. If we have stopped leading and pastoring in such a way that we have to live by faith, that we actually have to have real living faith in the Lord, then we are in a bad spot. It shouldn't be strange for us, even today, to step out in faith like those godly saints listed in Hebrews 11. But that is exactly what it feels like to so many pastors and leaders in Christ's church today. Living by that kind of faith seems strange. It seems dangerous. Some will say it's really unwise. In fact, many will say it's foolish. Call it whatever you want. All I know is the scripture is clear. Our great, sovereign, trustworthy God calls us to walk by faith and not by sight. Faith is the distinguishing mark of a truly Christian leader. Let me say that again. Faith is the distinguishing mark of a truly Christian leader, trusting the Lord with a faith that looks absolutely foreign and strange to the world around us, and at times, even the church around us. Dangerous? Perhaps. But when has God ever called anyone to comfort and safety? In revitalization, we need to dream and lead in a way that is faithfully dangerous. Of course, this kind of faith is not the leap with your eyes closed faith that we see in the movies. This is a careful, prayerful step of faith that moves in accordance with God's word and will. It is a faith that's rooted in biblical wisdom. There are countless stories of individuals throughout the history of the church who walked by radical faith the kind of faith honed through circumstances of grave danger. They stepped out in faith and were rewarded with God's protection and a deeper relationship with Him. One such person was Corey Ten Boom. She stepped out in faith to save men, women, and children who would be victims of the Holocaust. Even though she was caught and ended up enduring the death camp of Auschwitz while losing her father and sister, she lived the rest of her life placing her absolute faith and trust in God. She said this, When we are powerless to do a thing, it is a great joy that we can come and step inside the ability of Jesus. This, friends, is living faith. Like Corey Ten Boom, may we as revitalizers live faith-filled lives, leaning daily on the ability of Jesus as we place our trust fully in Him. 
Thanks so much for checking out the podcast today. Hey, as you continue to grow, I want to point you in the direction of a book called Leading Church Revitalization. This entire podcast is really built on and based on that book. You can pick it up at Amazon.com today. Also, check out acomapress.org. Acoma Press is committed to putting out resources to help encourage and equip you as a revitalizer or a replanter. It's also very committed to help equip congregations that are struggling and facing serious decline. And one last thing, I would love to stay in touch with you. So let's connect on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. Any way I can serve you, I would love to do that. Man, I can't wait till we're together next time. Thanks so much for stopping by. God bless you all.